Welcome to Dig It. This is the speaker. I am here as always with my two lovely ladies, the Sharp Edge and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. How you doing, girls? Happy Hello, Thanksgiving. Right? <laughs> yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, this is a surprise recording. I didn't even know we were recording today. And Andrew's like, we're recording one day early. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm bet. Because we this at. But we're going we to talk this, about a few things. We did it last year, too, I think, didn't we? We ended up publishing, so. like, on Thanksgiving Day instead. Yeah. And I, I yeah, don't remember if I asked speaker this before, but I asked him before recording. I said, do you guys have anything like Thanksgiving? And uh, he's like, nah, nothing like it. And I, I said, nah, nah, don't you have like a throw some shrimps on the Barbie day? And he's like, yeah. That's <laughs> edge stereotyping Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just Australia day. But today we're going to cover a few things, but mostly I think we're just going to chat a little bit. Um, we are going to have a chat about, you know, finding peace, joy, and gratitude in times of hardship because it, it, it has been hard for a lot of us and, you know, we, we, have, we still have to find ways. So we still have to live in this world and we still got to try to find happiness in it. Um, so we're going to do that and we're also going to read some comments from some followers on a post that Edge put up. And the serious stuff we're going to get into is Corey's report on Vanguard and Corey's report on the biggest game of chicken in history. Yeah. Mm. which so are both be- in, which are both encouraging things to an extent well, that's, that's so. okay encouraging yeah. is good we want to yeah. be encouraging on thanksgiving <laughs> yeah we're trying to keep it all positive on this episode so yeah. let's talk about um vanguard you've got this exclusive report you did over 500 vanguard employees stand together for medical freedom against covid mandates yeah, so this is really cool. They're up to, well, as of the other day, they were up to 529 and it's growing by the day. So uh, any crew members that do work at Vanguard, if they go into, uh, they search Yammer for the name of the group, which is Vaccination by Choice Support Group, and they can, they'll find, they'll see the links to click and join the private team's channel. And so this is a group of both vaccinated and unvaccinated members who are passionate about medical freedom and believe that medical decisions should be a personal choice. So they've um, kind of banded together as a support group and to raise questions, you know, they've met with HR several times. Um, Upper management has said that they they are aware of how large their group is and that their perspective has been a part of the conversations um, when they're, you know, making their determinations and things. And they're trying to get a meeting with the CEO, Tim Buckley himself, um, to express their concerns because it's very, it's very interesting. So I, I put their actual re- returning to the office plan in here for a couple of reasons. Um, Whereas they are doing their whole like phase in return to the office. And of course they use terms like future of work model and the next normal, which is rather annoying. Um, They are very flexible as far as exemptions and remote working. And I mean, they, they go so far as to say, if, if you, are working in a town that is locally requiring masks and you 
aren't required, you know, your job doesn't require you to be in the office, you can continue to work remotely. If you're a parent with children under five um, and you're concerned because, well, because they can't be jabbed yet and you're concerned about, you know, bringing, getting sick and bringing it home to your children, then you can still work remotely. Um, anyone who has immunocompromised concerns can work remotely. Uh, so they, so they have a lot of flexibility in here, but at the same time, they leave things very open-ended and say, um, you know, for the time being like crew members who have an approved remote work accommodation for medical or religious region, reasons through crew relations will be allowed to continue working remotely for the time being. So I'm not quite sure what that means. And I think that's one of the concerns of this group is they feel like their job security is not feeling overly secure right now because they're not getting enough specifics. And when I look at their whole overall plan that they're rolling out, albeit somewhat flexible, you know, they're phasing people in like everyone else. It's like, there's a playbook on this for certain because all these companies are doing the same thing. In January, 2022, we're gonna start phasing people in and we'll do it in groups and you'll have dates that you'll start and the other group will have dates they start. And we'll start with two to three days a week and the rest you work remotely. And so it's, it's this whole same playbook across multiple companies doing this. Um, but what I, what I see when I read between the lines of their whole plan is they are being extra, extra cautious. I think they are trying to avoid any legal ramifications here. Um, so uh, it's, it's encouraging to see that there's a group that's band together and that HR has been willing to meet with them. Hopefully this group grows. And, uh, and we just saw today, in fact, that there's now a group of over 600 employees at Google um, that have, it says they're passing around, they're circulating and signing a manifesto opposing the, the vaccine mandate. And what's interesting, of course, this is a CNBC article and they, they of course, cover the Biden administration has ordered U.S. companies with 100 or more workers to ensure their employees are fully vaccinated or regularly tested for COVID by January 4th. They don't say that that was stricken by court order. Nowhere in this article do they mention this. I mean, I right. did do a skim read, so if I missed it, forgive me, but I didn't see it mentioned in here. Um, or anything about OSHA saying that they're pulling back too. Right, because right. Because of the court orders, so. Right, that's, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't see that in there. And so, but what they do say in here is that Google is mandating the, the jab for everyone across the board, including those who work remotely. That makes no sense. Insane. Insane. The whole thing's insane. So I like um, how they use the word manifesto because of the connotation. It's like a very I know. I know. specific <laughs> word choice that has a connotation with it. So yeah, of exactly. course. Exactly. Oh, these extremists and their manifestos. <laughs> right. But like numbers is the game, yeah. Especially for like those moderate smaller companies i mean if you have a business or a company that has 50 60 employees and they're mandating these things if you've got 50 60 employees saying no we won't take it that is a complete foot on their throat you know what can right. they do right so 
Yeah. So, 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 so in Google's case, there's 600 and I guess they have, you know, like, I think it said over 150,000. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you know, hopefully with some of these, you know, and this is happening in a lot of companies and it's encouraging because it can have an impact. And uh, especially when news starts getting out about it, you know, that there, people are not okay with this. Not everyone's going to just simply submit to this. Um, I, I did a post today on Gab asking people, you know, how many companies are still requiring the surveys? Because everyone, like I said, same playbook. They're all putting out surveys saying, requiring their employees to state whether they've been vaccinated or not. And a lot of people, of course, are not wanting to fill those out. And then some of them are saying, well, if you don't fill it out, there will be repercussions and yada, yada. So... I asked, you know, how many people still have companies that are asking, you know, putting the surveys out? How many people have that are working for companies that are still um, mandating the the jab, you know, by January? Or has your company backed down? And it was a pretty good mix. Um, the the responses are still coming in, but it was a pretty good mix of uh, people saying that their company is kind of sitting and waiting. Um, some of them have said they're not requiring it at all. Others are saying, oh no, they're pushing ahead full steam. One person, I think it was a ski resort in Vail said that they're still pushing ahead and they refused everyone's medical and religious exemptions, which is, they're, they're, that has lawsuit written all over it. So it wasn't there actually something just today, Edge, that dropped on uh, there, there was a win or something. I don't remember what that pertained to. Yeah, looks like the General Motors, Ford, and Chrysler had met with the United Auto Workers Union and yeah. put out a joint statement backing off of vaccine mandates. So it says, the task force continues to urge all members, co-workers, and their families to get vaccinated and get booster vaccinations against COVID-19 while understanding that there are personal reasons that may prevent some members from being vaccinated, such as health issues or religious beliefs. So it looks like the, um, these automakers are reaching an agreement with the unions to not require, uh, have vaccine mandates as for now, so. Well, that's good. Good. It's a win. It's it's showing again. But, but yes, they are requiring masks. They are requiring masks. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so, but it looks again like the, when you band together in groups to put pressure on these big companies, yeah. it seems to have an effect. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's good to see. Um, also, there was some good legislation out of Kansas um this week as well so lawmakers did a one-day special session in kansas and put together a bill um this is to allow or to require that employers who impose some sort of covid jab mandate that if an employee fills out an exemption a religious or moral belief, because the exemption that they talk about with regards to being a religious exemption, it was very, very broad. So religious or moral belief, I would say, exemption, it has to be approved, no questions asked. 
You know, I think Alabama, um, the governor, her name is escaping me right now, um, was fixing to sign a bill, a similar bill there that had to do with um, businesses, you know, have to accept exemptions. So, so that, yeah. And the great thing about this one is also that if someone is not granted an exemption, they can file that um, claim with the state and that there is an investigation. And if it's found that they were not, their exemption was not approved, they are fined depending on the size of the company. If it's less than 100 employees, they're fined $10,000 per violation. If it's a company of 100 or more, then they're fined $50,000 per violation. This yeah. needs to go across the country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll never make it in the blue states, but. And the other yeah. thing is that if they, um, if someone's let go because of deny, because of this, you know, uh, not wanting the COVID jab and there's a mandate imposed on them and they're let go, then they are eligible for unemployment benefits because I think a lot of companies were. Um, trying to skirt around that as well, like getting not only letting you go because you won't take the jab, but now you can't have an unemployment benefits type of thing as well. Yeah, I think DeSantis was working on something along those lines as well, wasn't he? About getting unemployment Mm -hmm. for those that were fired. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone's looking for um, help with figuring out how to prepare a religious or medical exemption properly, because I... I've heard that some companies are kind of, they're like providing their own form and sort of trapping employees, boxing them in so that they can kind of disqualify it in ways. On the COVID resources page on my site, you can find it under the solutions tab. I also have like a banner in the sidebar. There's several resources that have examples that teach you how to do it. I think I just added another one on um, a video. I. I can't remember his name at the moment where he explains the whole entrapment thing and explains the proper way to do it. And so there's a lot of resources on there. If anyone needs help with those. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check that out and just keep that like, you know, as your favorites so you can refer to it, even if you don't need it now. Yeah. And it's just, it's so, it's, it's infuriating that anyone should have to play their game and actually submit something like that. Um, I would really, if I was employed by someone and wasn't working from home, you know, I would, I would have, I would really struggle with that. Um, because we shouldn't have to, because none of this should be going on. None of these mandates should even be legal, but it's unfortunately this insane balancing act of this game. We have to, you know, this, these little bits of give and take we, we have to do to some degree, and everyone's situation is different, you know, and I can't, I can't tell someone who's got, who's trying to feed five kids, just blow it off and don't do the form, you know, <laughs> if, right. if the form's going to give them full clearance and they don't have to wear masks and they can go on, you know, with their job collecting a check. I mean, it sucks. It, it just, it sucks the position everyone's being put in right now. 
Yeah, but it looks like we're making some headway in some of these battles on state and local levels and yeah. in companies. It's really within the companies putting pressure on these companies yes. um, because what they're doing is illegal. I know that they're just following orders from the Biden regime, but the Biden regime, what they're doing is totally <laughs> illegal at this point. Yep. So, Hence all the lawsuits. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, and I would think that when you put enough pressure on them, then those companies start thinking about the lawsuits. So right. yeah, that would, that would go along with it or the loss of employees on a mass scale, which would, you know, really cut into their, their profits, yeah, which and, they're supposed and, to be about. So, and you know, I don't know what this man of how manifesto says exactly for Google, but uh, hopefully included in there, they have the part about the court order against OSHA and, and this being, um, totally unconstitutional. I mean, that should, that should be a red flag right there, but you know, right. These companies, I tell you. Yeah. This, this is one of the comments from one of the Google employees. I'm surprised there's any Google employees who have half a brain. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I'm just kind of surprised there's any kind of resistance from Google employees because I would think that they do through their vetting process and through their, just group think that, you know, anybody that mm -hmm. would think outside, like outside the box, like us, um, would have already been, you know, weeded out by now, but it's good to see there's some in some people inside that are fighting from within. Right. But one, um, individual that was opposing these mandates, it says it normalizes medical intervention compulsion, not only for COVID-19 vaccination, but for future vaccines and possibly even non-vaccine interventions by extension. It justifies yeah. the principle of division and unequal treatment of Googlers based on their personal beliefs and decisions. The implications are chilling. Due to this, to, due to its presence as an industry leader, Google's mandate will influence companies around the world to consider these as acceptable trade-offs. So Excellent. they're fighting, yeah, they're fighting not just for, on the behalf of their jobs, but uh, uh, as far as the implications that a decision that Google makes has impacts around the world on the decisions that other companies make because they follow suit or they, you know... And also how they look to Google. I mean, if Google's partnered with the company and this company's not following that guidelines, now Google's like, oh, I don't want to work with you. No companies can take that risk. But, right. I, you know, I would be absolutely shocked <laughs> if Google um, switched gears on this at all because well, here's of how what entrenched they are. So Google has contracts with Big Gov, right? So they use that too. And they say, well, there's, we have federal contracts. So our employees have to get this, which we know those lawsuits are still in the works right now. And so they're coming at it from that angle, which I find very interesting because I've spoken with someone who works for Amazon and they're, they've been taking the exact opposite approach which we talked about a few weeks ago, I think, in one of our podcasts. Um, even though they, too, have federal contracts with the government, they don't seem to be pushing ahead terribly strong with their mandates. So, you know, they probably want to get through the holidays and make a bundle of Right, money. right, but. exactly. <laughs> it's all about timing, I'm sure. Yeah. So you wrote this, um, and this kind of goes straight into... Uh, what we were just talking about. You wrote this uh, just sort of opinion piece, you know, um, about 
the biggest game of chicken in history. And it really is. What we're facing right now is a big game of chicken on so many levels. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, the way I see it. Well, I make multiple points in this piece. Um, so to me, I, I look at their history. I look at all the other alleged deadly viruses um, that they would exaggerate or they'd create out of thin air and they would turn it into a huge, huge fear push, flood the media, you know, trying to get everyone to line up and get jabs and to also use it to add additional laws into place, right? Because these people are hardcore tied in with legislators and getting them to, you know, here, we'll give you the story and the narrative and we'll push it through so you guys can create legislation and push that through. So now we'll be covered. We'll be five steps ahead for the future thing we're going to roll out. And so it's, it's been this never ending, same players, same playbook of let's create this, you know, massive, uh, small scale event, but let's make it massive. Let's scare the hell out of people and get them to line up for these jabs and let's get them onto the digital identity and we can fully control them. And let's make reasons for why we're going to collect all their information and data. And of course they use, you know, climate change and cybersecurity and all that as well. And they, and they group it right into these viruses as though there's a connect a connection there. And so it's, it's as though they have this, this gun, right. But they never have to pull the trigger. Because all they have to manage to do is, is build the narrative and that's enough. And so what we have is it, it's, it's kind of a scarily genius how they do this. They know, <laughs> they know that we know what they are capable of and we know they're capable of murder. So they get half the population believing that they're going to unleash this massive bioweapon and they're going to depopulate us and they're going to, they're going to kill us all off, right? Like millions and millions of people, they're just going to wipe us out with whether it's a bioweapon, a smallpox or whatever it may be. And they convince everyone that they're capable of doing this because, well, ultimately we know they are, even though that doesn't make logical sense when you sit and process through it all. But then they take the other half. So now they can, they can tag us all as, all right, so we got all these people convinced. Now they're going to spread all this. They're going to look crazy because we're not actually going to do that. We're just going to build it up. And so now we're going to call them conspiracy theorists and label them. Then we're going to take the other half who we really scared that there was a virus and we're going to easily convince them to line up and get the jab. And so they do this, they do this like play back and forth between the two and and instead of everyone calling their bluff it becomes this massive you get tons of people going they're going to depopulate and kill us it's the end days it's the end of the world and then you get other people fighting and then you get other people going i'm done with this i'm just going to walk away and so it it creates this fragmentation and so it just feels like this huge game of chicken to me when really the jab is what the bioweapon is it's not the narratives they push and the and the virus they push it's it's the jab itself and and what they intend to do with that and how they intend to use that for the whole digital identity to control us through a myriad of other ways so right. that's you know so so my point in this is 
people really need to work hard at getting out of their fear and, and see everything for what it is. And I realize they're like messing with people's jobs and, um, homes in some cases. And, you know, and, and in other ways they are interfering in our lives here and it's very frustrating, but fear is not going to serve anyone. I mean, let's just say they were going to release some major bioweapon. What the hell are you going to do about it? Are you, are you going to sit and sweat every single day of your life and not live your life and be miserable and scared? No. It just, it, you know, so I think that people need to get out of this fear mode. They need to focus on their health and exercise and immune system and, and get, get the remedies that you can get today. You know, there's a lot of natural remedies. So just so you have the stuff and you feel a little more secure. Um, but I just, I just wish people could, could see. So like one of the points I make in here is, is the, um, infertility right we know that this is like the lowest birth rate in what is it like 30 or 40 years mm-hmm. and if and if you look at charts that that i've published in other reports where i took the whole western civilization multiple countries to show a massive decline in birth rate for like four decades and that's not by choice in most cases right that's mm-hmm. that's chemicals in the environment in the jabs that's in the foods in everything that has caused this massive infertility issue and so they're they're targeting the they're lowering the population let's say in a gradual way that they've been working at for quite some time and they need us to do all their labor all their dirty work they make a lot of money off of us they can keep us sick um they have what worker ants right right i mean if we were all dead who's gonna who's gonna run everything who's who's gonna give them all their luxuries you know it how are they gonna make money off of us um there there's yeah so so i'm not saying that there's not a goal there to reduce the population there 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 certainly is um but releasing anything that's going to take out the masses would be, they'd lose full control. Stock market would crash. Their businesses would crash their own businesses. Um, everything would be utter chaos. And whereas they do love chaos, they like to control the chaos, you know? Right. Direct it in order to get to the next step or the next phase of their agenda. So yes, I understand exactly what you're talking about. A mass depopulation incident, sudden mass depopulation incident would not benefit them. A slow, gradual die off of the weak, the elderly. Um, Yeah, I can understand why some Machiavellian psychopaths who control, you know, this whole operation would want that. But um, I think that, um, you know, that's why we work so hard to get information out to wake as many people up as possible so they have the information to make the right choice for themselves on what they do. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to be living in fear 
of whatever it is that they've got planned next. I'm going to keep my eyes open and pay attention so I can prepare. I think that it, preparation is key, but definitely I think the most important thing is not living in fear because that is the key mm, mechanism with which they use to drive us towards that next phase of their plan. And if we just become just fearless and ungovernable, that's a hard word to say, ungovernable, <laughs> <laughs> right? Then, um, then it's very, very difficult for them to get the masses to go along. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's, it's hard too, because everyone, you know, and here we have speaker in Australia. So we've got all these different scenarios at different stages of their game taking place in different countries. And in our country, we've got half, half the damn households in our country uh, account for more than 350 million guns. So are they going to come in and pull us out of our homes and start force vaccinating us? I don't see it. I, I, I mean, there would be a massive civil war there. Oh, not in America. No it, way. What? Not in America. No way. Right. But like, in your country so so just briefly i mean i know we're trying to stay positive here but there's been a lot in the news this week about it and i think it's important to bring up that in in isn't it like a northern area where aborigines are where they're um taking them to well people are calling them concentration camps i don't know what the structures actually are but yeah northern territory is very barren i mean they've got like the one city there which is darwin um highly populated but a huge aboriginal community and from the news that i've been hearing because we don't get much news from northern territories like most of the states are you know self-isolated at the moment but from what i read and what i saw they're moving them out into these sort of makeshift sort of communes i mean they and and this is low um this is like bordering on poverty uh sort of areas and towns and Okay. You know, that those little communes, but that's it's just as much as I read and I know for so which is you know not not that much. Like like I said, we don't get news from there. But when Corey uh, when Edge sent that to me, I was like, it's surprising that Northern Territory would be going that far, but it also doesn't surprise me because it has a lower population and it has a population that's definitely easier to control than the cities. Right. I was listening so, to one of the tribal leaders on um he had made a video with some of the elders um and they were talking about what's going on in northern territory and um yeah it's it's heartbreaking to to listen to them um but he he was calling out to the international community like saying look we've we've been used um as guinea pigs in the past we're always they always do dry runs on this community and whatever they're doing to us now that's what they're planning to do to all of you so you need to start paying attention to what they're doing and we need to hear from the international community about and about this about the military going in and coercing forcing uh, these indigenous people to take the jab, 
quarantining them, locking them down, just it's, it's inhumane. It's, you know, it's crimes against humanity, what they're doing with them. But he's saying it's more than that. It's much more than that. This is what they're planning to do to everyone if you don't take action now. Right. Yeah, and you guys have had a lot of people rising up over there, major big protests and stuff going on. So I mean, people yeah, are I'm definitely fighting yeah. back. Definitely, definitely, especially with this that new bills and stuff which we've talked about before getting imposed. There's a lot of people marching for that. Even those that have been vaccinated are marching for that because uh, it, it it really is a very downward cycle if something like this gets passed. So. Right. It is. There is some positivity on the front, I guess. Well, maybe that's a good segue in talking about the harsh reality of of things that we're all going through, the hardships that we're going through. But how do we find peace, joy, gratitude during these times? Huh. <laughs> I've had a rough week, so go to speaker. <laughs> yeah, uh, speakers had a rough several months. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Edge, give us, give us a little, little pick me up here. <clears throat> well, no, here's how I see it. Here's how I see it because even when times are good, there are fluctuations in life that um, are beyond our control. You know. Um, whether it be illnesses or deaths or job losses. But then you take that on top of that, the real chaos that you see happening in the world, um, whether, and it's very personal on, on some levels, like what, you know, uh, speakers going through in Australia and what we're all going through, whether it's our job or our family member, you know, who's sick from, you know, taking the jab or whatever it is, we're all personally affected from it. Yeah. So, so it's, it's a storm of just chaos. And if your peace, if you find peace and joy and gratitude only when things in the world are good, then during this time, you are going to be miserable. And so you have to reshift um, your focus on other things that are on solid ground that never change. For me, it's my faith uh, and my family. And those are things that I can rely on that are constants. And so that even in the storm, I can have that that peace, that joy, that gratitude even when the chaos is all around me. And, um, you know, I just, I think it's caused me to reshift my focus on those things that are the most important. Um, Because I wasn't always, I didn't always have this perspective. I think that there have been definitely times in my life where I was definitely more living in the world and more concerned about superficialities and materialism and pop culture and, and, you know, all of those things and, you know, less, less focus on that and more simplistic on the things that actually really matter. And uh, I, I guess that's a silver lining when you go through hardships you're forced to do that to reprioritize and and focus on those those things that are more important 
and that are going to give you that solid ground with which to stand on when you are in the storm. Yeah, that's good way to put it, Edge. Like for for me, it's been really trying to concentrate on my health at the moment, and not just my physical health, but my mental health as well, because you do have to be strong in these situations. Because cowering up and you know turtling up, it, it it's not going to help anything. You have to have the strength to walk through it and through deal it. Doesn't it doesn't matter what's happening around you. You you have to try to get that together, and also trying to find a way back to a little bit of my passions, like things that make me happy, things that I can create to make me happy. Um, that those are two things I'm, I'm, you know, trying to focus more on. And of course, it's, it's hard when you've got you know these things banging at the door and the windows, and you know you don't want to let them in, but they're hovering around you. But it it uh, to me that's that's the most important thing at the moment. Trying to get my mental health, my physical health and those little passions and joy in life uh, you know back at it again so yeah so see for me I've always lived in the moment and family and friends have always been first and foremost it's always been about time over material things for me and experiences over material things um, but what I find difficult is just seeing the the suffering like I'm very, very energy sensitive. And so, you know, when friends and family or animals or just people in the world, people I've never even met in person, it's just, it's like a big energy drain that can really make you sad, especially when you're digging into like this crazy, crazy stuff. But one thing I can say I'm very excited about is next weekend, I am bailing out of this state and I will be somewhere else for five months in a red state where people are... <laughs> much happier and the energy will be totally different because really the energy of the location you're in is is um plays a big role in this right now so i think um i think that's that's a big at least for me that's a big factor too you know when you're surrounded by robots i like to call them um it's very stagnating it's very mm, but when you're in a place where people are more free spirited and happy and joking and a stranger stops and talks with you, it's just a whole different energy. So, so I'm very excited about heading out of here next weekend. Awesome. That's great. I'm so happy for you because yeah, I think that that will definitely lift your spirits and uh, you need a break. So good. Yeah. And I'll be with family too. And yep. extended family and friends out there. So I'm very excited. And that's an important point is that um, it, it takes effort to get out of the funk because everybody's right. in the funk, you know, and then it's this downward spiral. So you really have to put the effort in, put the energy in to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are giving positive um, feedback, po positive energy, and, um, you know, surrounding yourself with things that are um, lifting you up exactly. instead of bringing you down. And that's really hard when we're doing what we do, because, you know, we're working so hard to expose all the negative negativity, right. and you have to really have that balance. But you really do have to make sure you're making that effort to, um, to surround yourself with a lot of positive energy to balance that out. Yeah. Yeah. So read a few of the ones I know you put a post out on Gab um, asking people what, you know, what they're, what they're doing and what they're grateful for and read, read some of those. 
Yeah, it's got some good responses. The Midnight Striker says, I'm thankful for my dad at the time of this posting being eight months free from cancerous tumor that was awesome. wrecking his body. He did lose a kidney, but he's still alive. So that's awesome. I just God bless him and his dad. Yeah. And Go Dog Go says, I'm so grateful for the new media without which so many of us would still be uninformed and more vulnerable than ever. We are the news now. Thank God. So good comment there. Um, Amazing Life says, I'm reminded of the Dalai Lama saying, be the pillar of strength and peace no matter what goes on around you. As we get canceled from our friends and our family over propaganda from MSM, brainwashing, we all have to dig deep and do the spiritual work. And I think she's probably referring to those those Thanksgiving meals around with the family (laughs) and friends that, you know, sometimes there's those conversations. It can get hectic, but... um, then we have uh, Sin Giggles says, I'm so thankful for my husband and children that although the world is in, in a stir, I can stay home to raise my children, that I have a roof over my head, food to eat, and a nice bed to sleep in, that my dogs and cat are healthy, and my house is filled with an abundance of love. I think that's so important when you're surrounded with love. Um, It can help you get through some really tough times. Um, Gingy says, I find peace in God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the word. I find gratitude in the truth and in the light. All other things come under these. Yes, amen to that, Gingy. And Mama Donna says, I am grateful for the time we are able to spend with my husband's only brother as he passed away from COVID. I'm grateful that God gave me and my family the eyes and ears to see the truth. He is the truth. I'm grateful that I stood up for the unborn and did not take the jab to keep my job at a Catholic university. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful that God graced me with another job four weeks later at a real Catholic elementary school who accepted me with open arms. I am grateful that I am a daughter of the King of Kings. Amen. Praise him. And um, Patriot says, I am appreciative of all the wonderful people behind the gab posts here. (laughs) So that's nice to see. We have a good community over on gab. And um, she, uh, let's see, Dixon123 says, grateful to God for every breath I take every single minute with my son, the beautiful scenery mother nature gives us with changing seasons, grateful for this life I have today, this exact moment I'm in and all the wonderful people I'm sharing this journey with. I go to my ex-in-laws and this is talking about how you deal. Uh, I asked, you know, how do you deal with your friends and family that you don't normally get along with during the holidays? Yeah, And Dixon123 says, I go to my ex-in-laws for Thanksgiving, love them, we think alike, 
I like my ex-husband and it makes our son happy. My ex tends to ignore heated issues and relies on other parents' opinions to form his own. So unbeknownst to him, I pick a topic I'm struggling to get him to agree on, tell his sister ahead of time, then she brings it up when we all go back and forth debating and sharing information to bring X up to speed on all he has ignored. Tomorrow's topic, vaccine side effects, mRNA, pharmaceutical corruption for profit. All right. (laughs) Applause to you, Dixon123. So yeah, we got some good comments and glad to hear some, some gratitude coming from people over on Gab of things to be thankful for. And I thought we could close it out with... (laughs) (laughs) Merry Thanksgiving from Joe Biden trick or treat. (laughs) You gotta you gotta find the funny, right? Gotta find the funny. (laughs) Find the funny. I actually posted last night on Gab. I said, All right, who are some of the best comedic people to follow on uh Gab? Because I I need a little more humor in my life where I can just every now and then I could just pop in and get a good laugh, you know. So, yeah, gotta find the funny, especially now it lifts your spirits. You gotta raise your vibration, lift your spirits, you know, surround yourself with love, all that, especially during the holidays and during this chaotic time. So anyways, I'm glad that we were able to throw this Thanksgiving special together and I hope everybody enjoyed it and has a happy and wonderful Thanksgiving. Oh, one other thing I wanted to say guys, and I didn't say it earlier was uh, prayers for the victims of the Christmas parade attack. So sending yeah, our prayers awesome. and our love to them. So yes. yes. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Be safe. Try to enjoy Try not to get debative and argumentative. Love your family and friends. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. Thanks for joining us today on Dig It with the speaker, myself, The Sharp Edge, and Corey Lynn of Corey's Digs. Please be sure to share this podcast. We're on BitChute, Foxhole, Gab TV, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Pilled, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and YouTube. We'll see you back next time right here on Dig It. Thank you.